When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Folks, if you'd like a copy of my best-selling first book, Tales of a First-Round Nothing, head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Tales with GR episode 184B. I'm your host, Terry Ryan Jr. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody. Mm. Okay, as you can imagine, this being Christmas Eve, I uh, I actually wasn't even going to put out a pod. I had a few guests that were going to come on and you know, it's Christmas Eve. I could tell I was kind of putting them out a little bit, so I said, fuck it. And then I nearly said, fuck it to the whole thing. But some people did send me some questions that uh, have to do with Christmas. They want to know. I figure why not put out a uh, a few minutes of my answers for you people. You people. Didn't Don Cherry get fired for saying that, you people? <laughs> Silly now when you look back on it, isn't it? Um, okay. Favorite Christmas movie ever. Wait, okay. Christmas favorite movie, favorite music. This comes from Paul. Paul's in British Columbia. I answered those last. Yeah, I did a little thing last uh, episode on that. So check out 184A, I suppose. Favorite sports movie. Well, not a Christmas question. Favorite sports movie. Okay, this one comes from Glenda. Doesn't say where Glenda is. Thanks for listening, Glenda. Um... I don't know. I and it's going to be really, really cheesy. My answer here: What gives me the most joy? What What have I watched over and over more than anything? Omitting comedy here, okay? Because I probably seen Slapshot, you know, Major League, Happy Gilmore type movies just because they play on the buses. I've played on teams, you know, that require a lot of bus trips and. Those movies come up over and over. And the comedy, yeah, you know, I just for argument's sake, I'm going to stay away from comedies here. So 
Yeah. The next one up on the docket, for example, that I have to watch with Penny Lane is Rudy. I know, I know. Cheese, somewhat, but it's a great story. It's a true story. Uh, a lot of people say it's not a true story. I mean, it, it, some things are fabricated, but the the basics, the, the, the point of the whole thing, Rudy Rudiger was a real person. Those events happened in real life. <clears throat> I've just heard a lot of, I don't want to give anything away. If you haven't seen it, I'm guessing 90% of people listening have. But it is a little bit dated now, isn't it? It's 30 years old. And, you know, I don't know. Like, if you, if the, 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 the film, I know there's some people listening to this that are uh, involved in film with me. I know you guys are probably going to laugh at that answer because I don't know if it's the best movie. But, you know, it's all subjective. Who am I to say fucking this direction or that direction or cinematography or fucking, well, the acting was slightly better in this one. No, I don't know. Rudy gives me. I think it's a good lesson to be learned. I've seen it so many times because when I run into somebody that hasn't seen it, that wants to, I might watch it with them. Uh, anyway. So that's one of them. Uh, I liked Eight Men Out. I believe that's uh, 90s as well. It's 1919 Chicago Black Sox. That's another true story. I mean, I guess I gravitate towards the true stories. Uh, you know, I forgot The Natural, which isn't a true story, but it's a great story. <laughs> uh, yeah, some unreal actors. Robert Duvall supporting, but I don't know. I, one of my favorite roles for him, Robert Redford playing a, 34-year-old, he was about 50. But uh, he does the does the part well. Glenn Close. Um, so, I don't know. That's probably my favorite. I probably, you know what? So, thanks for the question. And uh, I know there's probably one. I don't want to waste this whole segment thinking about that there's two movies i like both baseball who to thunk it uh but anyway i'm probably missing something major sea biscuit there's one horse racing i know nothing nothing about horse racing but i liked that movie uh i suppose given the theme of three of those i like a good underdog story right uh okay what age did you find out Santa wasn't real? This comes from Jiminy. Jiminy is in, I can't read my own writing. Looks like Saskatoon. Saskatchewan, anyway. Um, what age? I remember one day not, I remember getting up in bed, and a tradition of ours is to go out the Mount Pearl Christmas Parade goes right in front of our my parents' house where they still live, on Park Avenue and Mount Pearl. Park Avenue is one of the main streets connecting. Mount Pearl is about thirty or 40,000 people, um, the perimeter of St. John's. And uh, there are maybe six major 
roadways, I guess, that everything else kind of branches off of. And where my parents live, Park Avenue is one of them. So the Christmas parade goes by that every year. And I just remember one year getting up and going, I don't want to go out there. Santa's not real anyway. Kind of bitter and kind of just wanted some more sleep. But uh, I suppose I was 11. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember playing Adam hockey. And that's, I guess, when you're 9 and 10, turning 11 after Christmas. And that year, at least at the beginning part, I, I believed in Santa. It's funny, a bunch of kids. At, uh, and at that point, I went to an all-boys school, St. Bonds. So I'm surprised the cat didn't get out of the bag a little bit earlier. Now I guess there's probably there's more avenues. There's more online and, you know, between TV and TikTok. Facebook and Instagram, I guess there's more people out there too. There's more evidence available. I don't know. Penny Lane was around the same age, I suppose, two years ago, three years ago, right? She's 13. It's a good question. I don't, that's all I remember surrounding my Santa belief was that morning yelling at Mutter. I didn't want to go out. Um, okay, let's see. Terry, did you get a gift for each sibling growing up? That comes from Mike or Mikey, and Mikey's in Peterborough. Uh, did I? Well, here's the thing, Mikey. I don't have siblings. I'm an only child. Um, but for me, I don't know. A lot of you that know me from Newfoundland and have read my book, you know, Jeremy Charles, world-renowned chef, is one of my best friends. We grew up together, and uh, I would always make sure to get Jeremy uh, Robbie Squires, Mike Smith, my good buddies. I treated like my brothers, I suppose. But we all did. They got siblings, and they got me a gift. I don't know. Maybe smaller town. And again, Mount Pearl's on the outskirts of St. John's, which 200000 and change. But we do. It's distinct when you live here. You you realize, like, if you were to drive through, I don't know that you'd you'd have to be paying close attention to realize you went from Mount Pearl to St. John's back in the day it would be easier but you know everything builds up that's the nature of cities whoever I'm talking to if you're in a city same sort of thing has probably happened with the outs with the outlying communities but when you're in Mount Pearl and you live here and you take your kids to school here and you and you start to kind of beat by the drum of the Mount Pearl fabric it, it is quite you get a small town feel for sure so with that small town feel for me came getting neighbors uh friends you know gifts I, as i dropped my mother off yesterday at her house we went out shopping um there's a family that lives like three or four doors up that have lived there for 50 years our house literally my mom's house was one of the first in mount pearl I said we got thirty or forty thousand, but in nineteen fifty-five, there was only five houses, and my mom's was one of them. My grandfather, Bill Norris, built it. Anyway, so they've had the same family living up the road for a while, and you know they give give each other gifts. So everybody has different traditions. Me, I suppose, not having brothers or sisters, uh, but wanting to share that 
at least with my pairs there that's where i went i used to give and when i say gift i mean like a cd or like i don't know we didn't do gift certificates back then it was more about thinking and thinking of a gift and picking it out you know we might even make something <laughs> like uh oh uh you know those things to like like a say hockey card a few packs of hockey cards uh, a, a little, what do you call it? Like a patch to put on a, a jean jacket or something. It wasn't anything big, just little stuff. You know, I bet 50 bucks might take care back then would take care of me and all my friends. <clears throat> okay. One second. I got to heat up my coffee. Okay. Here we go. I'm on a two day hangover. Went out Friday. Got back from Sudbury. Went out down to green sleeves as you would. Shut her down at about 5.30 a.m. And yesterday was yesterday, and now here I am today on the rebound. Well, I feel good today. Today hangover in that I'm tired. Okay, anyway. Hey, T-Bone, what's your favorite Bruce Springsteen song from Cyril in Alberta? Well, that's not a Christmas. It's not a Christmas question either, is it? Uh, I could I could answer. This could be one of those answers where I ramble in one direction for Seemingly 13 hours, because I could get deep into Bruce Springsteen, but let me make it easy. My favorite Bruce Springsteen song is Born to Run. I'll get into Bruce Springsteen in an upcoming episode. Um, you know, I'm, I'm as much of a Springsteen fan as the next classic rock fan. Um, just, it's, it's really deep. 70s Bruce is different than 80s Bruce is different than 90s Bruce and so on. And uh, he's always been relevant. The E Street Band is the big thing. There's Bruce Springsteen and then there's Bruce Springsteen with the E Street Band and the albums with the E Street Band. You know, and if you were to see Bruce in concert, he's with the E Street Band. I mean, that's that's as much of it. If you know Bruce Springsteen, you'll know that the band is as, as important as uh, the lead performer. Just to make it easy, born to run. There you go. Uh, was church a party or Christmas? From another Glenda. Glenda, really? Two Glendas? Two Glendas are part of my question Q and A process here. Maybe it's the same Glenda. Who knows? Um, I just get these right. Like people fire me. If you can fire me the questions, Twitter's the easiest. But what happens is that like. You know, I'll open my and it, yeah, my my inbox. Like I said on my Instagram, I'm sorry for those of you that I've been over this before. I don't need to beat a dead horse here, but yeah, like it's a complete mess. If I I look down right now, I haven't looked at my Instagram inbox today. There'll be 300 messages, 70 old. Uh, yeah, anyway. So it's 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 often when I get them on there, I'm like, okay, I don't want to forget the message. But I know I won't go back to it because it's the Wild West. How do I even organize it? So I'll like go into DMs, take a picture, save it into my phone under a file, uh, fan questions, whatever. But if it's on Twitter, there's pretty much Twitter for some reason. I don't get any friends or like it's literally just those. It's just those questions. The odd like sports reporter might want a quote. But that's why I say Twitter because it's so easy. It's, it's a lot easier. Fuck, man, you should see my Instagram. Just 
And it's not only that, like I'll have, like last night, four or five friends, you know, wherever they are in the world. Hey, T-Bone, uh, my buddy watches Shorzy, big fan. Can we do a FaceTime? When I can, I, I, I can. I, I will when I can. But when that happens, you know, I kind of get lost in that world. And then I might talk to a buddy for, you know, whoever it might be. And a lot of these people are, for lack of a better way, I guess, to put it, I guess they're proud of me and proud of the show. They they enjoy Shorzy. So I enjoy the, you know, being involved in a conversation that makes people smile. I just get lost in the DMs, right? And then I might have an offer in there to go do an appearance somewhere or whatever. And then I'll kind of delve into that and I lose these kind of questions and I lose um, some important information that might come through the Instagram portal. So it's anything like business or with Tales with Tiara things, the easiest way right now is definitely Twitter. Anyway, so thanks for listening and all that. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Was church a big part of your Christmas? Yeah, I, I suppose it still is, but I feel hypocritical. To me, look, I went to Catholic school growing up. I told you my reasons I'm not religious. Am I spiritual? Yes. I don't need to get into all this. Again, I'm, I'm sorry to bore you, but my basic belief is yes, I, I am. I, I, I believe there's something after we are done with this world. I don't know what the fuck it is. I try to have some kind of faith. Why wouldn't you? There's a lot of positives out there. I look at my friends and the beauty of the earth that we're living on and my, the, the the positive angelic vibe that my daughter gives me, you know, and all of it, all of everything I'm looking at, all the plants, all the animals, her, me, you, whoever's listening, we're all going to die at some point. And that is a terrible feeling. So I try to have, there's so much good that I'm like, yeah, I believe that there's something. Now, do any of these Bibles or Qurans or any of these religions have it right? I doubt it. The closest thing might be Buddhism only because it's kind of like, you know, be one with, be good to the earth and it'll be good to you, for lack of a better way to put it, right? We're all, everything living is part of an energy and whatever it is. I'm not Buddhist, but that one at least makes some logical sense. But when it comes down to these specific stories, you know, I don't need to get into it. I don't believe in Adam and Eve. I believe in evolution. I just watched life. I, I got some really religious friends. And I uh, just went over this with them. I'm like, so one of them, when we're in Sudbury, brought up, you know, life on our planet. Morgan Freeman, I think is, well, yeah, he's narrating it. Just came out. There's two. One's called A Life on Our Planet. This one's called Life on Our Planet on, on Netflix. And it's deadly. It's fucking addictive. It is fucking deadly. But... Right. I'm like, so how can you believe this if you believe Adam and Eve? I say to people and I know there's a big portion of the people I'm talking to. <clears throat> right. I'm just telling you where I'm coming from. Because one contradicts the other anyway. So without getting into it, though, because I, I maybe I'm fucking wrong. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just telling you where I'm coming from. So for me, church really isn't that big of a concern. And to be t quite honest with you, it stopped being a concern when I found out that priests here and all over the world were jerking off little kids, that's probably where my belief in at least Cath the Catholic religion and my faith in the Catholic religion went down the toilet with last night's dinner, really. But I, I believe like the things that they're saying within the religion, I, I get that. That's good rules to live by for the most part. I don't get the jealous God thing. 
must have one of the commandments must have no gods other than me. Just all these weird. And I was like portrayed to be a man with a robe on behind a desk up in heaven. What are we all the same age in heaven? What happens in heaven? Right. I ask people that too. Like when you go up, do you think you're going to see your grandfather? And why would your grandfather want to be 70 again? He's going to go, fuck this. I want to be 25. Right. So is everybody 25? I, I don't know. There's just a lot that goes with it. But is there something that we can't comprehend? Yeah, I believe physics. What goes up must come down. I believe science and religion can totally coexist. Right? I'm just more on the logical side of it. Um, and even, by the way, I believe the New Testament stuff. Those of you that really are into it, really Christian, really, there's New Testament, there's Old Testament. Old Testament, Noah's Ark. Right now, think of the story of Noah's Ark. Two of every single thing on earth got on it, and then after the flood got off, and we're all good, which is silly. Think of every species, every and we know what we know how evolution works now and everything. So I don't believe those things, but I do believe Jesus was a person. Personally, again, I always fucking get into it like this. I don't mean to. Um, I do believe he's a person. He's in history books. Punches Pilate, put him to death. Like I get it. Um. I'm not saying all the Bible is false, but, you know, a lot of the supernatural stuff I believe to be false. And I don't believe, you know, the resurrection and all that stuff. But, hey, maybe I'm losing out. But what I do know is that if we all have love in our hearts and follow that, if everybody's religion was tried to, like Penny Lane and I say, do unto others as you want done unto yourself, and all you need is love. A little bit of the Beatles. Fuck, I hate doing that. Anyway, so was church part of my Christmas? Yeah, because I would go to midnight mass, even until recently. But I found it really hypocritical because everybody would go to midnight mass and, you know, it's a big thing here. I, I think it is all over, at least Christmas Eve mass is. But then, you know, now at this point, like a lot of people just go at Christmas Eve. And what is it then? It's a social gathering, which is fine. But it's not like you're going there really thinking that when you go up to... um my God, what's it called? Holy Communion, right? When you're doing Holy Communion, do you really believe that you're eating Jesus's body and you're drinking his blood when you're drinking the wine? Because if you don't believe that and you're doing it, you're going through the motions to be in a social situation no different than if you went to a, I don't know, restaurant or bar or gathering, bingo game, whatever. And I, it, it's fine for that. It really is. I just, I guess... There's been more about actual organized religion to kind of upset me in recent years than not. So, yeah, it used to be a part of my Christmas. It used to be a part of my every Sunday until I was about 10. And then it was a part of one Sunday a month until I was about 13 or 14. And then I found out about all that. And the cracks turned to bigger cracks in the system, I mean. And the flaws and just the, the unbelievable amount of pedophilia in the Catholic Church. The amount, like the not hundreds, thousands, thousands of priests taking advantage of little boys. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking fucking with me here? That we're still going to fucking take this seriously? People are going to go to the Vatican and look up to these people that are blowing your kids, your boys, men. Fuck. I just see what I mean. I can't get over it. And I just took a nice Christmas episode 
and I polluted it for those of you that are religious and for those of you that just wanted to listen to some Christmas banter. I'm sorry. Fuck, it gets me going. Now, I'm going to finish all that by saying I do understand it, okay? I do. And church is mostly a good thing. And the people that I see church when I did go to midnight mass and 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 any mass um, are good people, okay? I just don't share their beliefs. I totally respect them. I go. Th- I'm not in there trying to convince people that it's bullshit. I hug. I that handshake, give give peace, whatever it is. Um, you know, I take part. I read the. The uh, excerpts, like I don't go into church when I go, and I still go to funerals, weddings, whatever. I mean, I go. I don't go in and be a fuckhead. I, I, I follow along. I sing the hymns. You know, I read along with the whoever's doing the readings. You know, I just, yeah. So sorry. All of you, I'm so fucking sorry. Every time a religious question comes up, I I go off. Okay. Uh, let's see what. Well, oh, that's not a Christmas question, and that's not a Christmas question. Terry, did you ever get into gambling? Which is certainly not a Christmas question. The answer is no. I did. Uh, I learned my lesson. I lost three thousand. This is in my first book. Almost three thousand. One uh, one day, and I, I considered that a lot. A lot of people would laugh, but I don't gamble a lot. And three thousand to me is a ton to just put down on nothing and lose it. I could have used it so many better ways. That was about twenty years ago, and uh, yeah. Uh, childhood crush. Jesus. Childhood crush. Good question. Okay, okay. Real early on. Oh, come on in. Oh, speaking of a crush, there, there's my ex-wife, Danielle, just showed up. It's time to go Christmas shopping. Christmas shopping. Go Christmas shopping. So I'll leave you with this. I don't know about childhood, but I guess I was, what, 17 or 18 when uh, the Austin Powers movies were coming out. And I think when I was coming into my own, the girl I paid most attention to from about 13 to 20 was Elizabeth Hurley, culminating with her role in Austin Powers, but even her stuff right before that. First time I saw her, I was enamored. Have I ever met her? No. You ask me childhood crush, which is usually someone on TV, for sure. And for some weird reason, when I was like five or six, probably a little bit older, when you just started realizing you could get erections and shit like that, uh, you you wouldn't believe it, but Joan Jett, Joan Jett, of all the people. But see, there wasn't as many avenues. Again, now you can, I mean, I feel almost bad for kids that are 11 or 12 and just go right to Pornhub or you know, there was there was somewhat of an innocence when we were kids. Someone 20 years older than me would say that there was much more of an innocence for them. But I just mean, yeah, I mean, you had your TV shows, you had your videos. 
I don't know. I like the rebellious nature of I love rock and roll and seeing her come out with the runaways and she'd have, she's not an overly sexy woman or anything. It was just more about the attitude and she would wear like revealing stuff. You know, Brooke Shields or someone was way better looking and swimsuit issue and all that. But for some reason I graduated. I, I, the reason was probably I was surrounded with music, but I was, I, I, I gravitated towards the rock, like four or five of my early women that I ever even considered on a sexual level like that. Most of them were, were music. And like, I mean like juice Newton, like people like that, that aren't overly thought of as sex symbols, but I don't know. It was just something about, and it doesn't take you much at that age. Right. But it's not like, there was all kinds of the, unless you went out and bought the swimsuit issue or something like, it's not like it was in your face. Nothing was on demand. And we used to uh, record videos, right? Just put the VCR in and press play record. So then most of my, if you want to call that on instant on demand or whatever, like you could just, that only existed with like VHS tapes. And even then it was a slow process, but you know, I would record, videos and it wasn't always like famous it'd be like a girl in like the white snake video i didn't even know her name or the cars used to put out you know there'd be sexy women the the, the rolling stones still do it sydney sweeney was in her their latest video anyway that was the sort of thing mine gravitated towards Movies and music and probably more towards music. Now, that's it. I got to go. It's Christmas Eve. I got to go fill four stockings. So thanks for tuning in to this little uh, abbreviated episode. Merry Christmas to everybody. I mean that. I had one more question I was going to get to, um, and it uh, it involves my favorite World Junior moment. I don't always answer those because unless you're in Canada, you probably don't know what it is. The World Junior Tournament is uh, the hockey tournament is real big here in Canada. I think it's the way we built it up and marketed it over the years. Plus, always having huge prospects. And, you know, whenever you'd hear Bedard, Crosby, McDavid, Lindros, you always kind of get your first big peek at them at the World Juniors. So uh, whoever it is, the person's name. Okay, Pe- Pepe. Pepe, I'm guessing, is from Canada. You wouldn't have asked me that question. So my favorite would be John Slaney, of course. I'm from Newfoundland. I'm going to pick John Slaney, ninth overall. Not eighth, ninth. (laughs) 1991, scored the winning goal before the uh, tournament. The tournament used to be just a round robin, and then whoever had the most points at the end of it won. But it just so happens that it came down to Canada-Russia at the end, and Slaney scored. Uh, with not much time left and sent Canada into a frenzy and proved to me and a lot of other Newfoundlanders that a Newfoundlander could actually play professional hockey and be good. And it gave us all a bit of hope. And uh, 10 years after, not only me, not only Dan Cleary, not only Harold Drukin, but dozens of Newfoundland players were playing away and, and multiple players were being drafted. Um, and lots in the first two or three rounds, which uh, that goal, I think, changed the course of Newfoundland hockey for the better. And I have to give an honorable mention, the year before, Dwayne Norris, also from Newfoundland, scored the winner. It was in a much less uh, 
exciting manner because like I said, it was goals for and against and it was like a game it wasn't even thought of as like a championship game. It just happened. His goal solidified the win because it was like goals for and against. But but still I gotta give him a shout out. Dwayne Norris. Anyway, those are my favorite World Junior moments. Folks, if you're in St. John's, Newfoundland, you want to have a beer, you want to go to George Street, you want to experience downtown St. John's for what it is, I would go to Trinity Pub, TJ's, Rob Roy Confusion, the Martini Bar, Bull and Barrel, and of course, my favorite, Green Sleeves. If I'm going to go for a bite to eat, I'd go upstairs to Green Sleeve, the Loose Tie, the best kept secret in St. John's. I'd also go to Blue on Water, Merchant Tavern, and Wedgwood Cafe. Wedgwood Cafe also does catering. Check it out, Peter Wedgwood, Elizabeth Avenue, Wedgwood Cafe. If I want to change my attitude, if I want strength and balance for the body and mind, I go no further than Rope Walk Lane, Power Conditioning. Check it out. Strength, balance, body and mind. Body and mind. Ryan Power, Power Conditioning. Folks, if I want to go to Mr. Lube, there's two locations in St. John's, Newfoundland. One's on Torbay Road. One's on Kenmount Road. See Chris Sparks, Live, Laugh, Lube. Pitbull Pain Relief, the pain sticks that just don't quit. Pitbullpainrelief.com. Check it out. See what all the fuss is about. And, of course, True Hockey. Take what's yours. Thanks to Corey Gregory and the whole True Hockey team. And thanks to you guys for listening once again. We're almost at the end of the year, but I'll have a couple episodes yet. Next episode, Terry Ryan Sr. is going to come on and uh, give us some ideas and about his favorite Christmases ever back in Grand Falls, Newfoundland. I can't wait. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I'll catch you guys on the rebound. Merry Christmas and happy holidays.